from the Hollywood Improv, it's the Nighttime Show! With us as always, our head writer, Matt Walker. I'm the voice of the Nighttime Show, Mike Black. And today we have a very special guest, starring in over 170 episodes as Erica on The Goldbergs and Schooled, also on X Factor, Haley Orentia! And now... <laughs> Hello, Haley. She did 170 episodes of her show. Meanwhile, I've been busting my ass for 20 years in Hollywood and have done barely six commercials. Oh, my. <laughs> and now our host, a man who drank Crystal Pepsi and chased it with Pop Rocks and lived to tell the tale, Stephen Kramer Glickman. That's the truth. And I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice job, Mike. Nice job. Haley, this is so exciting to have you on the show. This is a, a big treat. I'm, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Thanks. I'm thrilled, too. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes. Of course. So the of second course. Goldberg child on our yeah, show. Yeah, we had Sean. Yes. Yes. And you also had AJ, I AJ, saw. yes. Yeah, AJ was on the show. and we Mindy had Sterling. Mindy Sterling was on your show. On the show. Yeah. Uh, Brian Bumgarner's done your show. Brian. Done the show. Yeah. Jeez, you well, just are hitting everybody. That's yeah. great. Uh, yeah, just a bit. I'm big. So, do you have Jeff Garland's phone number? Can we? No. I have Jeff <laughs> yes. Garland. I will call Jeff. Um, <laughs> we, uh, no, I just, I honestly, uh, uh, never missed an episode. I've seen it uh, since the beginning. A big fan of, uh, of everything that you guys have done on the show. I thought it was, uh, I've always thought it was a very funny thing and uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. But um, you are so. Fucking talented! It is just <laughs> outrageous. Like I knew that you could wow, sing. Thank you. I saw you sing on the, on the show a bunch. And what then, was the name you wanted to give her, Stephen? Oh, uh, <laughs> the actress with the golden voice. That's what oh. we were we were gonna go with that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it turns out. Uh, taken. Someone else was going with that. Um, probably Beyonce. I get it. I think so. I think that's what it was. Um, yeah, no, no. Once uh, I started seeing you on uh, the TikToks and doing the songs on the TikToks, I was like, I was like, mother of pearl. I was like, this, she's just so talented. It's just incredible. Um, how has that been for you? It feels like you've been doing a lot of great stuff on there, especially doing great stuff with your boyfriend, who's also hysterical. Thank you. Yes, my boyfriend Greg Furman. He's he's like the reason I got into TikTok, and he massively regrets it now because <laughs> he told me he was he's you know got a, a good start on social media stuff, uh, specifically like through Instagram. And he's you know discovered TikTok before I did, and was like, Haley, you got to get involved. It's what the kids are doing. It's a fun platform to edit stuff on. You would love it. I'm like, uh, I don't know. And then right before quarantine started, I. I jumped on and I'm so addicted. Like I have to go to therapy. I ha I, it's really bad. And now he hates it and wants me to stop touching my phone. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I, I, how long have you guys been together? The two of you? Um, we're coming up on two years, like next week, I think. There was a wow. story wow. that you Congratulations. told. That's a huge deal. That's like 75 yeah. years in Hollywood. <laughs> really, right? Absolutely. It's a long time here. <laughs> They're like Hume Cronin and Jessica Tandy of their generation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a video that you posted, and I, I wanted to, instead of just playing it, I thought if you wouldn't mind telling the, the guys about it, it was this story about you going skiing or something with him, or you guys right oh, in, the, yes. in the, the beginnings of the relationship, kind of what that was about. 
So we went, this was actually this last New Year's. So even though I had met his friends and like hung out with a few of them beforehand, they were doing a big like group. They always do a big group trip to Big Bear. And this was my first time getting to like do the big group trip. So we all go go skiing and I've skied before, but I haven't, I just like need to find my footing because it's been a really long time. So I tell them, guys, can we just like go on a couple bunny hills for a quick sec? And then like I can work my way up to like the blues even, you know, I just need a minute. And they're like, yeah, sure. They immediately take me to a black diamond, like Mm -hmm. top of the day. Uh, And I'm like, I'm bawling like i get off of the- <laughs> now people have died get- on those right on the black diamonds. <laughs> yeah yeah they're not like, oh my god i get off of the ski lift and it goes to that point where it's it immediately goes down like directly down <laughs> right. to my death and they're like okay and they get started and i first of all just have to have a minute to like talk myself through whatever i start going maybe a foot and i collapse to the ground cling to the mountain and i'm just falling so much <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Steam had formed inside of my goggles. Oh my god! And he had to like tell his friends eventually, like, just go without us. Like, we'll figure it out. And he's like, you know, we can get you back on the ski lift. Just crawl up there and then go back down again. And I'm like, I am not doing that. I'm. I. He always says that I'm like Dennis Quaid's fiance in the Parent Trap, <laughs> and so I refuse to like. <laughs> I oh, that's the, to have that. Be that's such a trip. rough character too. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like when she's out camping with them and she's just so bougie. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Thank God. I almost bought a like hot pink and silver ski suit because I thought it would look cute for the Instagram. And thank God I did it because that would have been that much more. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Then you're just all I know. This like pink little lady trying to crawl (laughs) down the side of a mountain. Yeah. Yeah, That's like weeping. Oh, no, no. Yeah, like all I know about how to ski is from watching that episode of South Park where the kids go to the ski resort and they're like, French fries, pizza, French fries, pizza oh. for the way they do the skis. Oh, wow. And yeah, then, I'm a yeah, terrible they, you know, skier. They tell you that works, but it's it doesn't work it should be in your blood <laughs> steven you're canadian Doesn't I, I am i'm happen? canadian i should be better at it uh when i i'm when, from la i have an excuse like I, at, at no one ski. point <laughs> i went skiing and uh and i couldn't figure out how to stop at the bottom so i would just fall uh-huh. at the bottom and then this whole group of like french people were like ah very funny you know and then i would go and do it again and i'd get to the bottom and i'd fall instead of stopping and they'd all laugh again ah you're funny, like the jerry lewis of that laughing <laughs> like the jerry lewis man. of the ski resort i was i was and then the third time I went down, I uh, went to fall and, uh, you know, to get a laugh. And all those people that had been laughing were gone. And instead of them being there, a small child was there. And I hit that small oh. child with my no. skis. And that kid did a full face plant into the, into the nice. snow. And then his very angry French father came over and screamed at me. And, uh, yeah, I never went skiing again. That was a one time, it was a one time for oh. me. It was not great. I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um so where did you grow up? Where are you originally from? I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, but I've been out in LA for the last 8 years now. Mm-hmm. Did like you that. did you do uh like acting and music and that type of stuff growing up? What was it uh how did you get started? I did, but it's kind of a crazy story. I've always preferred music first. Um that was the goal. And when I was 14, I had a manager that was able to take me to to label meetings. And I met with labels like Motown and Universal. And I was so young that they're like, I was still figuring myself out. 
Um, so they're like, we recommend that you try to do the Disney thing and get like a TV show and a record deal in one. And I was like, TV show? Like, I don't act. <laughs> like, they what don't do either. you mean? It's fine. So no, nobody on there does. Go- <laughs> right? <laughs> so I ended up going back to my hometown in, in Dallas. And this woman, Catherine Sullivan, has a studio called Acting for Film. And she taught Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, like every, I don't know what's in the water in Dallas, but like all the Disney kids come out of there. So I ended up taking classes and to be honest with you, I like hated it because I would like leave crying all the time because I felt like I was horrible. Um, (laughs) And then eventually I ended up landing the Goldbergs, uh, which has been amazing. And I love working on the show. And I had this whole love for acting that I never knew I would have had growing up. Um, How old were you when you when you got cast on the show? Uh, Nineteen. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a yeah. good age, though, because then uh, by 19, like, you at least have a, a sense of, like, what you're getting yourself into a little bit. What you're that, going like, to want to drink. Yeah. yeah. What you're, <laughs> you're going to want to drink. Is yes. that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> In a couple of years, you have some planning time. <laughs> some planning. Right. <laughs> Definitely. But, that's a that's a. Did you did your did your family come with you out here? Did you go by yourself? Like how was that? I actually went by myself. I am an only child though, so that was a that was a tough one. Um, mm-hmm. But I moved out here, and a lot of my acting class that was in the master class at at Catherine Sullivan's um, were out here at the same time. So I kind of had like a built in crew, mm-hmm. which was really nice. I got very lucky in that way. God. What was like yeah. the biggest uh, challenge of doing a, a, a TV show like that that you didn't, you know, think about ahead of time or you didn't know about, you know, previously? I would say all of it because I literally, <laughs> <laughs> I literally had never been on a set like that before in my life. Like this was my first job. Was and- it? Are these cashews for everyone? <laughs> whose who's are these? What, this table here, what is this about? Like literally. I didn't pack a lunch. A I, I'm process. sorry. <laughs> what, no, you guys, when I discovered crafty was a thing, my whole world changed. Oh, <laughs> like, man. Oh, I'm right there you with just you. Get, I'm, like you get free food all, all day? Yeah. All day. All day. That, yeah. that is not something that you. Young really... lady, you don't have to wear uh, sweatpants with uh, sandwich bags sewn into the meat. We will just give you this food for free. <laughs> I totally Sneaking did that. Home at the end I'm, of the day. I'm drawing from my yeah. own experience, really, not yours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, on, on Big Time Rush, I used to like, m- like pack sandwiches and take food home like the first for the first uh few episodes like i was <laughs> i was like, i would come to the set on days i wasn't shooting because yes I, yes because i just was having such a fun time i was like can i just hang out and have fun you know i just really Literally, like breakfast burritos I did that all. I mean, not this year because of COVID stuff, but I do that all the time normally where I would just and I also lived so close to set for years that I would just like come over there like, are you working today? I'm like, no, I just was here for the fried chicken. (laughs) (laughs) I heard it was empanada day. uh, So I didn't want to miss empanada day. Thought I should be here for that. Now, now have you been you've been filming during COVID? We have. We actually started mid-August, and we, knock on wood, are one of the only productions that hasn't shut down even once this year. So we all just been... knocked on our wood table, by the way. We literally yeah. did. I all heard three that. of us. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, Thank you. 
Yeah, it's it's been good. We like put in a bunch of new protocols in place because of this, and they, we've been really strict about it, and it's been very good so far. So for a show like yours that takes place in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, whatever the time frame is right now on the show, I'm not mm-hmm. up to date, but um, y- for yours, it's very difficult because you have to maintain that look, while other shows that take place in present day I've seen are doing like COVID episodes where like there's plexiglass everywhere, people wearing face shields and stuff like that. Like how how of an adjustment in the like filming process has there been? Like I know you've got protocols in place where probably fewer people on set and you have to stay farther apart. Yeah, and like, stuff. What are the protocols like? What are some of the protocols like? Um, well, just in our trailers alone, everything that comes from the wardrobe department comes in a bag or a box, like a, a Tupperware kind of box. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whenever you are done using your outfit, you have to put them in this trash bin so they can be sanitized before <laughs> you work the next day. So that's like already, it, you know, serious zone. Um, Stephen used makeup- to have to do that anyway. <laughs> that's <laughs> not true. You son of a bitch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, hair and makeup probably have it the worst though, because they, at the beginning of this year, um, our COVID officer was forcing them to change their gowns and glove between every person they were doing hair and makeup for and touches. So before we would go on to set, they would have to change their gowns and gloves in between doing everybody's touches. So if we had a lot of people that day, it would take forever, but They finally let them leave their gown on, like the same gown on, (laughs) because we're like, we're breathing each other's air anyway on set. Like, it's so dumb to have to do that. But we also get tested three times a week. Mm -hmm. um, And they've broken up every department into different zones, some of which are allowed to be on set with the actors, most of which are not. So it's, Mm. we're just like on major lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How how do you guys handle food? Like, how is that being... uh... Uh, so crafty is not in the middle of set like it used to be where everyone just like grabs their own thing they now have it in like a a truck outside of the set um and the the people that work in that department stay inside the truck and they have to give everything to you through a window and they're all pre-packaged so it's not like a just grab and go open container there's a, type thing. There's a lot more judgment in that setup that I don't care for. <laughs> oh my god! The Do you need another Oreo? I haven't Mike? gone for this year. Yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. Oh my! You know, God. you don't have to have everything chocolate covered. <laughs> I do, though. So now why you don't you shut up and give it to me? <laughs> yeah, now you have to go up to someone and be like, um, "Can I have?" cake and pie (laughs) (laughs) you mean your mid-afternoon cake pie sandwich (laughs) we already have it ready (laughs) cake pie sandwich is so good oh my god um all right we got it let's let's uh well before I, i get into this what is the question that you get asked the most that you are sick of uh answering what is your favorite thing about the 80s? Oh, God. We are not <laughs> asking you do, that question. Anything to do it. with the 80s. It's always like, what kind of clothing would you like take and what would you leave? And it's just literally the same question for the last Here, eight years. Here's like, how to answer that I, question. Just yeah. uh, think of what JoJo Siwa is wearing right now and just answer that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I just want a giant bow in my hair and my face covered in glitter at yes. all times. Yes. Um, who's Definitely. your who's been uh, favorite? Like I will say, top three favorite uh, special guests that you've had on the show. Oh, that is so hard. We've been very lucky to get really great 
like guest stars who are actors and also musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say we got John Oates to come on set from, you know, Holland Oates to cool. do a scene. And he was the nicest guy. He like still replies to my Instagram posts. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this can't be happening to me. Like <laughs> this is, this is John Oates. Um, he was super great. Um, who else did I, I worked with? Uh, David Spade, which was a big one for me because I was always such a fan growing up and that was season one. Mm -hmm. So I was especially like, how am I here right now? Um, And uh, a favorite. That's so hard. We've had so many, but for some reason, the one that comes to mind just because, again, it was season one and I having nothing on my resume was like, what is happening? We did an homage to Ferris Bueller's Day Off and I recreated the scene with Charlie Sheen Oh, wow. oh, oh yeah! Oh, my God! So, and it was and actually was like, Charlie Sheen when it you was guys literally did it. Charlie Sheen. But so now cool. that's so cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so, pretty of course, epic. Did you get hazard <laughs> pay for doing? That? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was around the time a lot of scandalous stuff was coming out, so everyone was like silent when it came to that because we were so nervous. But he was really professional, very nice. So you know. It was a good, good. They do experience. say like, like on set, he's supposed to be like everything is fine on set. It's just he's a wild man offset. So yeah. that yeah. must be what because he was very professional. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, the uh, the the greatest one of the greatest nerds in the history of uh, television. I well, believe. What is it you want to talk about me for? <laughs> yeah. What would you like to say about me? <laughs> uh, Adam F. Goldberg. Uh, I met Adam at the premiere of. Uh, Avengers Infinity War and mm. then we stood around outside after the day after the movie just kind of being like I can't be can you believe and I can't believe and I can't, could you believe that that and I loved it but you loved it you thought it was I thought it was great and we just nerded the fuck out in the parking oh, yeah. lot of the arc light for probably like 15 <laughs> minutes and talked about it. we had a uh, had some friends in common and things and I was like this guy just gets it like he's that's amazing he seems like a great guy what was your interest introduction to him what was that like um well after booking the show he did have like a uh he wanted to do like a sit-down meeting with every actor to like kind of because it's about his family you know the show and so i think he wanted to just kind of like explain where he was coming from um so we had like lunch on the lot and he was he's so nice and i it was so funny because everyone's like oh he's such a big nerd and of course, it wasn't until you go into his actual office that was on the lot. I mean, floor to ceiling shelves all around the office, just completely covered in memorabilia of Star Wars or Garbage Pail Kids or like just <laughs> anything you can imagine from the 80s. But the one thing that I was like, oh, this guy like really likes toys is um, he had a, a seven foot Tauntaun costume that what? was in his garage. <laughs> That his wife was like, why do we own this? Like, it's just sitting in this box. And they ended up putting it in season one of the show. Oh, I um, remember that. Wow. Yes. And they used it because they're like, what else are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> now we can write it off. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Right. Oh, my God. Yep. That's amazing. Well, he loves loves it. Hey, uh, before we continue doing the show, I, we got to talk about uh, the the equipment that we're using mm-hmm. 
to make the show, uh, make an epic show that is, uh, it sounds like, you know, everyone is right here. Like yep. we're all sitting together, but we're not. We've got a fantastic multi-track recorder from Zoom. Um, yeah. If you need multi-track recordings, that's the only company you should even be looking at. Um, basically, we had issues when we had to switch to doing things during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we were we went from doing a show with people in person to people over the phone. And Zoom just made it a piece of cake. Yeah, you bet. ZoomCorp.com is the website. And uh, they're... You know, this has made it so that we could interview people in uh, Nigeria, New Zealand, New Zealand, um, Guatemala, um, uh, Austria, Czechos, like the Czech, the Czech Republic. Um, when we were Are doing you just all naming those... countries now? Yeah. Well, no. When we were doing all the interviews with the cast of uh, 90 Day Fiance, we were yeah. talking to people you know, in, the, in the Ukraine. Yep. Like mm-hmm. We were doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And then just the other day when we had uh, John Reese davies on the show. From New Zealand. He was in New Zealand the whole time. Sounded it sounded like, like he was, he was sitting in the room with us. Yeah. yeah. It truly is the mark of excellence for podcasting. Zoom, live track L8, 8-track mixer, recorder, the board for creators, podcasting, music, and beyond. Yeah, it is a badass system, and uh, we're very lucky to be working with uh, Zoom. Go check out zoomcorp.com. That's zoomcorp.com. Zoom, you have to say it three times. That's what people do in ads, right? What is it, Stephen? Zoomcorp.com. At zoomcorp.com. We're talking about zoomcorp.com. All right, let's get back to the show. What was your audition process like on this? Just because I know, you know, like you you talk about, um, uh, not to just bring this up and jump sideways for a second, but you guys yeah. literally do John Robert Powers like stuff on the show where you have a, a guy who works for like a bullshit agency and kind of like wa- oh, like yes. in the talks to people in the mall and talks to girls in the mall and tells them that they should uh, you know join the agency and all that kind of stuff. So um, <laughs> and the, you have no idea like that's I mean I'm sure you, you know like that's a real place and people constantly ask me like. Uh, is is it okay if I sign with them? Should I work with them? And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh sti- they still exist? Like, it's shocking. That they they're... just barely beat out Barbizon Fashion School, <laughs> if you recall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that character is um, John Calabasas on our show, played by Rob Hubel. <laughs> yes, it's so good. <laughs> Rob Hubel's a genius. Um, what He's was so your... Good. Uh, the process of you getting cast on the show. What was the audition process, callback process? What was that like for you? Well, it was very unique. I I did already have an agent out here um, in LA, even though I was still living in Texas. And he would send me auditions that I could self-tape from there. But it was around pilot season of 2013. So like February of 2013, that my dad and I were going to drive out here and stay for a few months for, for pilot season. And the day I was driving in, like we had, I don't know, maybe four hours left on the drive. I got a, an email for an audition for a show called How the F Am I Normal, which eventually became the Goldbergs. <laughs> and um, I, I read this and I just was like, this has, I have to have this part. Like it, I've never loved something more. And so the minute we got into the Airbnb place we were renting or whatever it was at the time, um, my dad and I self-taped it sent it in and supposedly from what Adam F Goldberg and Doug Robinson have said that I was the first person that they saw for that, which I was kind of surprising for being a self tape of all things. Um, And then they, you know, had me come in to do a callback. I think I did 
like two callbacks and then a meeting and then uh, did my first screen test, which Mm -hmm. was horrifying. Uh, (laughs) But but yeah, that's after that, I I guess I got the call that I booked it. So was uh, like were Wendy McClendon Covey already locked in and like Jeff Garland already in at that point or, you know, like Wendy was early on? Wendy was the only one who was locked in. Um, and they also had said that Seth Gordon, who was the director for Horrible Bosses, was going to be an executive producer and directing. Wow. And that to me, like, I love Horrible Bosses. And I love yeah. Wendy in Bridesmaids. So for me, I was like, this is the combo. Like, yeah. I need I need this. So it the magic happened. And we're eight years in. Amazing. Um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this cast. Uh, Wendy, uh, what a what a sweet and wonderful, talented person. Yeah. What, what she like? What, what first impressions? Uh, what was she like to to start working with? I mean, she was. She's amazing. She. I can't say she was. She is amazing. Yeah. yeah. She. I would say I'm like improv like you can't believe and even though our show does stick often to what's written on the page i remember in earlier seasons she definitely was like every now and then would toss in a couple of of uh things she would just fly off the top of her head and it was just (laughs) amazing to be in the same room with someone who can like think on her feet that fast and learn from someone like that because i personally at least i don't feel like i'm very good at improv maybe i've gotten a little better over the years like working with them but she immediately was just so kind and professional and she's like our, the queen on our set. She like knows how to, to run the show, but she's also so friendly and the crew, everyone's just like family. So, I mean, 10 out of 10, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, she was yeah. at the improv one night when we were uh, doing nighttime show live here yeah. at the improv and she was just hanging out, um, pre-show like chatting with some i think with mindy sterling or someone like that who was on our on our show and uh she i was just like this is like the nicest lady in the whole world like she yeah. was just so cool uh sean you got we got to oh, talk about great kid the, oh. this ridiculously adorable kid what, <laughs> what, 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 what what's he like uh, to work with Sean is just an angel baby and I can't, he's 21 years old now and I still see him as 13 and poor thing. I know he probably hates that, but (laughs) when I tell you I have never once in eight years of working with this person have seen him angry, not once. And I, it's unbelievable to me because everybody has a rough day, whether it's from something outside of set or you're frustrated with the scene or whatever it is. Like people at some point have a day where they're just frustrated and he has never been anything but incredibly kind and humble and hardworking. He's just like an unreal human being. And I say that so wholeheartedly like there's times where me and some of my castmates are like do you think he goes home and acts like the baby from roger rabbit with like a cigar because there's just literally no way he's that amazing all the time that's so great. i, I wish because he well, did maybe our... he's canadian <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's he's from chicago yeah, i remember but i remember like he did our show 
And after the show, like he he stuck around to watch the whole thing. A lot of times people will do the show and then they take off because they <laughs> yeah. have other places to be. But he stuck around the whole time. And then afterwards, he came up and he's like, "Can I get a photo with you?" And I was like, oh, "Yeah." We we're like, we "We're yeah. like, You're oh like, yeah, sure, but why?" Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He wanted to, he took pictures with ev- anybody yeah. that wanted, wanted a picture. To. Like people. And our show that night, I think, ran till one like, in the morning. One in the morning. Yeah. And he was like, nope, happy to be here. Him and his dad yeah. were here the whole time. He's like such a sweet Ugh. guy. Yeah. Oh, oh my man. God. Their family is just perfect. It's insane. But that's why it's such a blessing to get to work with them because he could have ended up being, you know, a little shithead. But yeah. he's like <laughs> sure. the nicest human being alive. <laughs> we had a very uh, fun, awkward moment with him where uh, at, it was at the premiere. When of... I made fun of the emoji movie? Is that it? No. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn it, Matt. You... It was like the movie had just come out. And, I stand by it. And he just, Everything he I just, said, I stand by it. He just fully shit on the emoji movie. And I was like, give shot a break the kid doesn't know Look, it's not his fault is what i said <laughs> I know. he deserves better <laughs> so brutal it's not what you say to someone uh, on premiere night <laughs> this, this movie's not your fault <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't say you'll that, bounce back from this <laughs> oh my i've been in a worse movie. over I've been in a worse movie, so oh, I know what it's like. Oh, come on. T.J. Miller, I mean, T.J. Miller uh, uh, parachuted into the Cannes Film Festival where on a parachute that said, the Emoji Movie is the greatest movie of all time or something like this. <laughs> fucking, oh, my God. He He's a, a real trooper. Uh, now, uh, now uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, Haley, but this is uh, you know, a pretty big deal. I uh, was the... <laughs> Uh, front door security guard uh, for Troy Gentile's bar mitzvah party. Uh, now, Shut <laughs> up. You are kidding me. Yep. Uh, you better believe it. That was a uh, long. Wait, there's time no ago. way. He's yep. not Jewish. Uh, no, it was. It was at the bar mitzvah. It was a bar mitzvah party, and he oh, was okay. at the bar mitzvah. <laughs> okay. Yes. That's insane. And I knew that. It, I was very excited because I said to him, uh, "I said uh, I loved you in the Tenacious D movie," and he went, yeah. "Thanks." And then he kind of did a cartwheel away from me. Um, <laughs> But I, I, was, about right. I was very excited. I As we was... all instinctively wish to. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. He's been in some epic things at, at such a young age. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. He's another one that has, like, a very young personality. Drillbit Taylor, um, the Tenacious D movie. He was a, did a quick scene in Pineapple Express. Like, he just did some epic stuff when he was young. It's so awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> Amazing. Is he uh, – what, what's he like to – to spend time around you know he's not what a lot of people expect him to be a lot of people want him to be barry which obviously he can turn that on but for the most part the guy loves rap music he loves basketball and he's pretty introverted in a lot of ways Mm. and yeah it's just really funny because obviously barry is like this wild wacky like loud character but um Troy's just such a sweetheart and uh, yeah, has more of an introverted kind of spirit to him. It kind of feels like your character on the show is kind of that they did a, they, it did it, that they molded things around you a little bit because the character sings and the, mm-hmm. the and it's based on Eric, right? Is it based yes. on Eric Goldberg, his, his brother, but then the network was like, no, we need to, uh, oh, we need a lady. A lady. <laughs> we need a lady. Um, so, like, is that does that feel kind of right? Did, were they like, oh, we're gonna make her sing because you're a singer? Is that how that worked? 
Well, I had mentioned to Adam F. Goldberg that day of our first lunch, I said, look, obviously this is a stretch. I don't know how this works, but if there's ever an opportunity that you need like a song sung for the credits of the show or something Mm -hmm. like hit me up because I love doing music and I'll do whatever. And I guess season one, a few episodes in, they wrote a talent show episode where my character sang hit me with your best shot and it just went really well so they decided to incorporate that as a part of my character and it's been awesome because I've gotten to sing with all different kinds of people and do all the different kinds of covers as well as some goofy original songs on the show um so it kind of just came out of nowhere but I'm so excited and like honored that they would make that a part of her that's cool now did they know you could sing when you were auditioning for it or is that something that sort of came about once you already had the part you're like oh by the way i can also sing no i think they didn't know and then i kind of just brought yeah. it up in that meeting um that's kind of I what mean, happened to you they on did enough digging well yeah. what, well what about uh x factor where did they know about did you what 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 happened with x factor how did that work out so X Factor happened in 2011. I was 17 years old and my mom had recommended that I audition for it because she heard that Simon Cowell was bringing it to the U.S. for the first time. And I really didn't want to do it because I couldn't watch any of those music reality shows. They make me cringe. (laughs) I just and also the actual statistics of anyone coming out of those shows and being successful in music is pretty slim. It's it's Carrie Underwood sort of Kelly Clarkson, Clarkson and, and that's it. And that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I just didn't want to end, begin and end my career at 17. Um, but I just did it to appease my mom. And so <laughs> I ended up auditioning on a self tape actually, and sent it in cause they were doing, I'd missed the ones in, in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could submit them online and they were looking at the first like 8,000 or something. So I submitted it thinking nothing of it. But I was able to get tickets to the judges round, like it was the first round of people getting to um, actually be on camera Mm -hmm. in Dallas. And it was at the American Airlines Center. So I went to go watch it. And I was in like the nosebleed section when I got a phone call that they saw my video and they wanted me to fly to Seattle to do that exact thing in front of the judges Mm -hmm. in Seattle. So. I ended up just going through with it, and eventually in the process, they put me into a girl group on the show, and we made it all the way to ninth place in the live performances. But that was wow. a very educational experience for me. I bet. Did you did you get to be around any of the judges on that kind of thing? Did you get to chat with Cowell or any of these folks? What, what Definitely. Um, what so f- Paula Abdul was our judge and she oh was very hands on with us in a way that other judges weren't with their um, contestants. So we hung out with her a lot and she is just like this spunky little thing, like, but she wears stilettos <laughs> every day. It's unbelievable to me. Um, and so we, you know, talked with her quite a bit. And then of course, um, Simon, I think at one point he had us come into um, his trailer to talk about like the next stages of what was coming for, I forget what the conversation was, but so we've had like a little communication with them for the most part, but it was just, you know, at the end of the day, they're making a TV show. So people always ask me like, did you like the experience? And was it good? I'm like, I will never do that again. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> yeah. recommend my friends. Yeah. to do it <laughs> Now, are you going to like, are you going to put out an album? Are you going to work? Uh, are you working with a label or anything at this point? 
So the catch-22 of this whole acting thing of the labels recommending getting a TV show and then, like, get a record deal, that's not true. Um, so <laughs> that's not how that works. Uh, so, beca- and I don't know if it's just the context of, like, if you're not on an actual Disney Channel show, but I've gone back to countless labels mm-hmm. since season one, and I just can't get a record deal. Um, and it's now because they say, well, you don't really have the time for it with your schedule. And also, are you really a singer? Cause you're, you know, focused very much on acting. And I'm like, Oh okay. <laughs> my God. It's Stephen was wondering, are you, are you interested in collaborating with Stephen Glickman on <laughs> hey, a song? Hey, hey come on, don't, don't throw me in. No, I saw you've been making an album, which is awesome, but it's a lot of work. So I, I'm doing it independently. And for a long time, I was going to Nashville to like, write and work Mm -hmm. with other songwriters but now i haven't been able to travel this year so i made my own studio in my garage and i'm hoping to start making decent music out of there you know that's exactly what tommy lee told us when we interviewed him a couple weeks ago yeah it's true (laughs) just so you know that's exactly what he did yeah yeah he he, yeah tommy lee was on the show just a couple weeks ago and he said hasn't come out yet but we didn't we interviewed him he said he was like tired of you know, labels kind of telling him kind of what to do. And in this day and age, um, you can be one of the top artists, you know, playing on the radio and not be signed with an uh, with a label. Like yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Alexander Zervis, I think is his name, made a, a song <laughs> this past year. Uh, that song Roxanne, where it's like, um, oh, that was Sting with the Police that's in nineteen eighty three. The same person, <laughs> but this guy made a song. No, no, Stuart Sutcliffe, Stuart, <laughs> you sons of bitches. Stuart um, Copeland. The, the, this, uh, the, you know, the, like you can record a song in your home and then uh, upload it, you know, through uh, you know websites or people. Yeah. You can go find a great record producer, work with a terrific record producer on your own, and then put out uh you know a song and and have it you know climb the charts you know the move here's what i learned you have your you you have your own massive following that you can do your own thing and here's the move you get your song you get it on tiktok you get some popular tiktoker with like 10 million followers to make up a stupid dance to it it becomes popular and all of a sudden it'll be in every commercial in america they'll license it every commercial every song on tiktok's in every commercial now yeah. Well, yeah. honestly, like TikTok is by far my favorite platform because especially because it gives opportunity for artists and musicians in a way that no other platform will allow. Mm-hmm. It, it like levels the playing field for literally anyone to be successful. It doesn't matter where you come from or how you're getting started. Um, and the amount of people I know who had nothing at the beginning of this year shared a song on TikTok and are now like one of the most played artists is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean you know, it's the it's the way it goes. You look at Doja Cat, for example, mm-hmm. and you look yeah. at uh, the song Moo that she did, which is <laughs> a fucking hilarious song that she recorded in her crappy apartment, mm-hmm. uh, made the music video after going to McDonald's, like just did it like <laughs> on a, with a bad green screen. It looks yeah. like absolute shit. And um, and people started paying attention to it and thinking it was funny, and then checking out other stuff, and then now she is just a monster. Huge, like, yeah. And Haley Haley Reinhardt, uh, uh, who's a, a friend of mine from American yeah. Idol, she did a, a song at a recording studio where I believe she paid like maybe a hundred dollars to use oh. a recording studio, and then that oh. song uh, is the. The one that uh, the it's the cover that that the the 
wise men say that uh, uh, yeah um uh, can't help I can't fall in love with you yeah that song which has been like a million commercials and stuff it's like you can you can absolutely move around these people until they you know come and knock down your door and beg you to come work with them because yeah. I mean your voice is extraordinary like watching those videos and seeing you sing and seeing you kind of do whatever you want to do on on TikTok has been very very cool and uh, inspiring for sure thank you so much that really means a lot no it's really cool hey Matt before we continue doing the show mm-hmm. we got to talk about what we're talking into these Sennheiser microphones are fantastic yeah they are literally top of the line the best company in the world when it comes to microphones headphones audio equipment like this i mean it's just so damn good if you want to sound good talking into something get yourself some sennheiser microphones yeah it makes you sound epic mike black uh say something epic space the final frontier these are the voyages if i say any more lawyers will get involved here we have to (laughs) exactly but But i said it clearly and you you can hear it clearly god i can hear it it sounds perfect um hey uh go and uh go check out sennheiser if you are looking for audio equipment uh you're looking for a great microphone this is the one to use mike uh Matt, what is what's this one called that we're using? Uh, this is the MD42. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. It's absolutely perfect. Find them at Sennheiser.com. You bet. All right, let's get back to the show. Um, what's uh, what's something in uh, before we wrap things up? Like, what's something in the in the future that you would like to do that you haven't gotten to do yet? Like, what what would you like? What would you like to have happen next? Um, well, I'm working on developing shows, even though I didn't mean to do any of this film stuff, but now <laughs> I think I'm just going to really take advantage of that. Um, just no, fell into Brian Grazer's that, career right there. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, I just, a press release is coming out today of all days, um, where my, my dad and I, we have like a flip company, like we flip and, and build new houses in Nashville, Tennessee. And my dad's been doing this for a long time um, in Montana, where he's originally from. And I decided to join in because I love interior design. Um, So we, you know, it started getting up in this business together and we realized we could make it an even bigger family affair. So my mom's a realtor. My dad's the contractor. I'm the designer. My uncle does custom woodworking and demolition. And his son, my cousin, is an architect. So we have... (laughs) Yeah, we have a whole family affair happening with as far as our business goes, and you basically um, have been... the seven dwarves <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in one family. We're just two away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've been working on that, and it caught the interest of a couple production companies. And we just today we're releasing that we signed with Cineflix Productions to try to develop. What? Um, that's great. A reality show about it. So oh I don't God. I don't know if that will happen. Obviously, like life has many twists and turns, but you know, that's something that me and my family would love to do and you know, hopefully getting on an executive producer type thing would be fun for me. Because I, I do want to do a lot more behind the camera. That's so well cool. let's hope that it's book a TV show, start a family business, flip a house, become a producer, and then sign an album deal. Yes. There you 100%. go. My, my path took a long, a long yeah. way to get there, but yeah. Yeah, she'll she'll be president of Sony and finally All like right, I'm gonna yeah. sign. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna sign. <laughs> Myself, <laughs> motherfucker. Guys, I heard about this great new artist that we should all really consider signing. You know that that's that's what happened at Universal Music. Do you know? 
know that? The, the, the no, guy, what? Paul Universal, signed himself. <laughs> That's 100% true. The president of Universal Music about 20 years ago signed himself to his own label uh, and wow. put out a whole ton of music as like. The, was as, it good? He was very talented. I mean, he was a he had a um, an opera grand piano in his office, oh, and he wow. would sit at his piano and play all day long. And it was just uh, instrumentals. He wasn't singing. It was just instrumentals. It would have been great if he used it to settle scores with other studios. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, do you really want to put out a song called Fox's Movies Suck? That, are you I sure? I feel like that would be a conflict of interest, yeah. though, because then you'd be like. You know, this other artist would probably be better for the Billboard Beat Awards. <laughs> right. <No>. Oh. <laughs> the, 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 what, what, here's a question for you. What's it like? Uh, what's ABC like as a, as a place to work? What are they? Uh, I know that you have to say that they're, that they're great, but, um, uh, but, <laughs> she come on, like, where's the automatic, ABC. where's the automatic Mickey Mouse clubs living? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're working for, you're, you're basically working for Disney. What, what are the, benefits like of of working for a, a company like that um uh, i would not much i don't know oh i mean like <laughs> no at the end of the day i love abc and they've been really good to us um obviously like we at this point we're very grateful that we have the platform that we do i'm not in a really long time um and they've i mean i would say the only yeah. Other than that, would be getting to the front of the line at Disneyland. But you know, <laughs> I was just going to ask: Have you got to go to any of the secret areas at Disneyland? Um, uh, actually, yes. Only because we shot our season seven premiere episode at Disneyland. Oh, and so we God. were there at like six in the morning before the park opened, mm-hmm. and we were writing. Uh, like this ride for the a scene and afterwards we were able to like wander around and like go on a couple rides we got to see like the star wars area that had just opened up and wow. um so that that was really really cool it was funny because that day was epic with like riding rides and, and having people having to be like oh my god and then we ended that day in like a parking lot like from disneyland like what uh Haley, well, it, you're breaking up. Episode? You're breaking up a little bit. Uh, as but soon as we I, started we talking st- about Disneyland, yeah, exactly, <laughs> there was like talking. real bad technical <laughs> interference. <laughs> yeah, we started talking about ABC. Still and messing Disney. the mouse, man. You might be marked for assassination. <laughs> just, just so like, you know, they're like, we're calling in a digital strike. We're calling in a digital strike. Take out the podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, we can hear yes. you now. You're fine. You're fine. Okay. You were um, like, well, the one secret place. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my the, God. the only part that was funny was we we ended the day not so fun, like sweating in ninety eight degree heat in a parking lot, like away from Disneyland. So it was very humbling after that. <laughs> right? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, well, look, uh, you're incredible. I I hope that at some point I get to collaborate with you or get to do something cool with you in some way, shape, or form. Because I'm a I'm a pretty big yes. fan. But uh, you're uh, you're awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to to do this with us and uh i can't wait to watch more goldbergs and hear more musics yeah yeah Yeah. thank you guys so much this was so fun and i'm such a fan too i really appreciate you having me on of course oh thank you Haley. all right take care Haley. Haley, where can people find you on the social medias 
Um, just really anywhere under Haley Rantia. That's H-A-Y-L-E-Y-O-R-R-A-N-T-I-A. Oh, what other ways do people pronounce your last name? Orancha, which is weird because <laughs> there's no C. But yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, cool yeah, Rancha. Like oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. cool Rancha. <laughs> hey, I'll take that. That was a better nickname than the one I had growing up. So, oh. what was that? Wait, what was that one? Is Harry it, Tarantula. I was gonna no! say it was a tarantula. Yeah, it's like no! yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's, that's the obvious one. I mean, yeah. or Harry Orangutan, which no! is just no! Oh, no. Jesus. Are you serious? <laughs> well, look, you'd Holy. rather be a hairy orangutan than a bald one. That would be oh, terrifying. No. Imagine a bald orangutan. That I would guarantee be awful. all those kids wish they were the hairy orangutan. Yes. Now. Once right. kids realized they could call me Dickman, it was pretty much <laughs> time to move yeah, on from. That at school, you know, yeah. time to leave. Oh, and with your middle name, it's even worse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah what can you no, need, oh. no need to spell it out, but yeah. Uh, all right. Where can, so people can find you. G- give us uh, some of the socials. Where can people find you hey, on the socials? Uh, well, first of all, TikTok. I'm going to really promote that. Yeah. Uh, Haley Rantia on there. And I'm also Haley Rantia on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook page as well. Fantastic. I would add Harry Orangutan and just put all, <laughs> put all your bad ideas on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like... I might change my name. Oh, and also go check out my music on any streaming platform from Apple to Spotify. Uh, it's also under Haley Rantia. Oh, nice. great. Very nice. Uh, Mike Black, where can people find you? Uh, at Mike Black Attack on all social media. And should we be looking forward to, I don't know, any pictures of any th- certain toys oh, coming yes. out? Uh, I just got Snake Mountain. Uh, <laughs> Adam Goldberg might be into that. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'll be taking a lot of pictures of that with Skeletor triumphantly at the top of it Fantastic. tomorrow. <laughs> Fantastic. Matt Walker, what about you? Where can people find you? Uh, I've linked to everything at funnymat.com or if you're upset by me in any way. Uh, like if you're a big fan of the Emoji Movie, you can let me know at mattwalkersucks.com. And people do do that. Yes. They go there and they say horrible things. Uh, you can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Glickman on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and uh, yeah, LinkedIn. Come find me. Come go, oh, go and, to LinkedIn. Oh, uh, and we have a lot of go new. Say hi to me. We have a lot of new shirt designs until kidding. we get a cease and desist from Star Trek. Uh, yes, <laughs> on our, on our website. Yeah, on uh, the Threadless. The Nighttime Show. Threadless.com, and you can get uh, some of the nerdy Star Trek shirts that I designed. Designed because. I'm bored during quarantine. They're great. So. They're yeah. great. You can get masks there, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Haley, you are the fucking coolest. Thank you for doing this, and uh, we'll uh, we'll chat again real soon. Yeah, thank you. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Haley. Bye.